0: Hello and welcome back to Kate Languages podcast. This is season four, episode three of the podcast and this one is, I think, a really exciting one because this was my first ever live podcast recording. I recorded it with Deborah Young who was also in season three of the podcast, so have a listen to that one as well if you've not already listened to that. And we had a lovely Zoom call with I think about 10-12 people in the end joined us and uh, yeah it was such a great conversation with Deb so this is deviating a little bit I guess from my usual so it's nothing to do with languages but it is everything to do with teaching and something that affects so many female teachers. And as we discussed, not just women of a certain age, and I've said this before, um, the menopause does affect women of all ages, actually, which may be a surprise to some people. And yeah, it was a really great conversation. It was actually a very funny conversation, which I think is really important when you're talking about something that is so kind of, can be quite serious, can be quite a difficult thing to talk about. So it's always great to have a bit of humor in there as well. So I really, really hope you enjoy this conversation, which I you can listen to in a moment. Also, I just want to say this episode is being released on my sixth birthday. That is not my sixth birthday. I am not six years old. Uh, <laughs> that would be a bit weird. But the sixth anniversary of the beginning of Kate Languages as a business. And yeah, I can't believe it's been six years. It's been a very <laughs> busy six years with a baby and a pandemic and all sorts of other things thrown in the mix as well but wow what an amazing six years it's been and I think one of my favourite things and probably why I have stuck at this for about twice as long as I ever managed to stay in one single job (laughs) is that it's just changing and evolving all the time and in case you missed it it's evolving again in the fact that so this term I am teaching online courses for MFL teachers in the evenings but after June I won't be doing that anymore so that's one quite big change i would say within my kate languages business because that's something i have been doing for a few years and it just doesn't work with my life and with my schedule and stuff at the moment but i'm going to be continuing to teach teachers i'm going to be doing language classes and bespoke uh, cpd with languages teachers so i'm already tutoring languages teachers during the day and these are people who for example if you don't speak Spanish for example and you need to be learning Spanish because your school has told you to teach Spanish what I'm doing now is I'm teaching people during the day and ensuring that their schools are protecting their PPA uh, so that they can actually have those lessons with me during school time and it's working really, really well so far. With things like bespoke CPD, again, this can be something that is arranged for a school, or it could be something that you might want to do during school time or during your own time. That's up to you. And what I'd really love to be doing from September is working face-to-face, actually seeing people face-to-face. So I live in the Peterborough area. I'm willing to travel a wee bit. The good thing about Peterborough is within an hour, hour and a half, you could be in quite a lot of different places in the country. And I'm really keen and willing to be doing some work with people face to face. So do get in touch if you'd like some bespoke CPD with me, either between now and the end of June 2023 or from September 2023, looking ahead to next academic year. So do get in touch, kate at katelanguages.co.uk or on Instagram or Facebook, I'm katelanguages on both of those. So anyway, I will let you now have a little listen to this brilliant conversation that I had with Debs about teaching through the menopause. Enjoy! Debs! Hello! Hello! okay do you want to introduce yourself tell everybody a bit about yourself a bit about your background okay um uh
1: my name is Debs and I'm from Northern Ireland but I teach uh in a school in uh South London called the Elm Green School I've been a teacher for 26 years and uh before we all started I just told Kate that I have today composed my resignation letter uh because I intend to retire at the end of October so um Uh, my heart is full of joy and I celebrated this evening by buying myself some new pyjamas so if you were thinking god that's a very strange shirt she's wearing I'm actually in my pyjamas because I am 56 and I am always tired so you know I get into my pyjamas about eight o'clock just Mm. for comfort more than anything else. Um, I thought you
0: had like a really cool shirt on.
1: Oh god. This is all great for a podcast as well by the way. (laughs) <laughs> sure it's covered in tigers if you if, you, if it's you, covered
0: in, it's a kind of like greeny turquoisey color covered in tigers it's amazing um, so um i've been teaching for 26 years
1: and i'm tapping out at the end of october and uh yes i am a 56 year old woman which constantly surprises me because i'm still under the impression i'm about 35 um until i you know catch myself in the mirror or you know look at the gray no grays at the moment because i've had my hair done um but, I, yeah, and then I just think, oh God, I feel it, I do, I feel my age. Um, so, yeah, uh, the menopause kicked in for me about two, three years ago. Uh, it, it coincided with the um, the pandemic um, oh, that's,
0: that's and
1: because right. uh, I hadn't been thinking about it. I sort of um, I got married when I was 44 and I inherited my husband's children. So in my late
0: 40s, Inherited. I love that. Yeah. they just
1: turned up and said, hello, we're here, uh, please raise us. Uh, so I did, and uh, they turned up. And um, so I was bringing up young children in my late 40s and early 50s. So I hadn't even thought about the menopause. I was just uh, busy doing other stuff, as most of us are. Um, so then a pandemic hit and uh, i'm still having periods so i thought nothing of it but then i just got i felt a a stress and a heat and a panic and an exhaustion i thought oh maybe i've got covid but that those were not necessarily the symptoms of covid um and i contacted my sister who's a couple of years older than me and she is just pretty mad anyway um so she said this is the menopause and i went Surely not. Surely, I'm too young for that kind of thing. And then I realized, oh, hang on, I'm not thirty-five. Uh, and uh, she said, go to your doctors and get HRT. She said, I'm on it. Go to your doctors. Of course, nobody was going to doctors because wow, the doctors. Yeah, had all- gosh. So I rang my doctor, and um, I was pretty sort of I I was braced for a bit of a fight because I'd read that people were people were having trouble getting it, uh, <laughs> doctors were reluctant to prescribe it. And then I thought, obviously, I have to go in and and have an examination or whatever. But my doctor was absolutely lovely. And she said, oh, I explained my symptoms of hot, cold, tired, angry, and how I wanted to murder everybody in the house. And uh, I said to her, sometimes I just wake up and I want to tear my own face off. And she said, oh, yeah, that sounds like the menopause. And I went, oh, you don't say. And uh, so she said, well, I recommend this. And we talked through it and she said, you know, go and go and find out a bit more about it. So I, um, I watched Davina McCall's programme on Channel 4. I'm not a Davina fan. I do find her quite overwhelming, but she was really good on this. And in fact, she's written a book recently called Menopausing, which is really good as well. Uh, and then I watched another documentary on BBC with Mariella. I love these people who only have their first names. Oh, yeah, you
0: know who you're talking yeah. about just from the first and name. And Mariella.
1: Davina McCall and Mariella Hostrop. And
0: Madonna hasn't got herself involved in any of this, so she's... uh, she's, Oh, yeah, Madonna probably still hasn't even been through the menopause, even though she's, like, 70, you know, Um, like, eternally young, isn't she?
1: Yeah, so I started taking it, and I thought, it's quite interesting, because I thought, well, this will probably take a couple of months to kick in, but the effect was almost immediate. I just, everything just went, ooh, because the pandemic was still going on, and we were still stressing out about online teaching and uh, and my children and my husband were driving me completely insane. But I was just a bit more chill about it. Um, and from a physical point of view, I had a little bit more energy. Uh, my skin perked up and I had, um, I don't have them anymore, but I had really gnarly old fingers like Mary Berry. And I thought, yeah, like Mary Berry, but without the cooking skills of the, the baby. <laughs> And remarkably, and I don't, you know, the, they straighten out, so I've got normal fingers now, and I had these
0: horrible little claws. That's um, incredible, and, oh, like that, that's something that you would never, that I've never heard of or never even thought about. Like, yeah, I mean, it might've just
1: undone itself. Um, yeah. So this is what happened, and I just, you know, I mean, learned all this stuff, aren't there's, there's no history, I have no history of breast cancer uh, in my family. Uh, My sister was on it and was doing absolutely fine. In fact, it was making her a little bit more sane than she normally is. So I thought, well, if anything (laughs) helps. And my doctor, uh, I I told my doctor that I would watched the Mariella programme and Mariella's doctor had said to her that taking HRT is about, you know, she said the risks, yes, of course there are risks, there's risks with anything. um, But the risks were about as bad as getting in a car and expecting to crash. So I thought, well, I'll give it a go. So I t- I've got a little, I should have brought it with me. I've got a little sort of pill packet uh, with two different types of pills in it, two, two different types of hormone. So it costs, as a prescription, if you live in England, um, it costs £18. But I've recently discovered that I can get a prepayment certificate for 20 quid a year and I get it after that. It's free uh, for a whole year. Yeah. So, um, But even with paying for it, so £18, uh, was about three months worth of, and I just thought, well, paying six pounds a month to feel mm. normal, yeah, I'll go. That's a cup. That's a couple of coffees at Starbucks, really, and uh, and and I just felt well. So you know, I mean, obviously, with with HRT, it's it's up to everybody to decide uh, alongside the doctor. But my sister had said to me, she said. If the doctor says, oh, no, because I know that there are some doctors who will go, oh, no, 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 this is not for you. She said, just jump up and down and scream and shout and
0: cry and roar until they give it to you. So um that's I mean, that- I've just I have heard that people have like, you know, it's it it's years and years of battling with mm-hmm. their doctors to try and get them believed. I wonder as well, if maybe. Because you were a bit older by the time you yeah. kind of started having the symptoms and stuff yeah. like that. I just think you know for someone of my age for example yeah. so I'm, I'm in my early 40s yeah. if I started to go you know and say like, I think I'm getting some symptoms of perimenopause or something like that like I would expect it to to be quite a long battle yeah um which is a battle that I'm expecting to have over the next few years I think like you know and it's it's something you just I just feel like you you know you need to kind of gear yourself up for it but I think I don't know whether other people have what what experiences people have had um i would be really interested to know whether people have had an experience like yours or whether actually it's been a lot more difficult Um, I mean I
1: don't I really don't know how I would have felt if I'd been working at the time
0: yeah so the pandemic was kind of a, a blessing in disguise in some ways I guess I don't know
1: you know I think I think a lot of women at work Kind of do just, I'm just, I'm just going to get on with it. I'm just, I've got this to do, I've got that to do, I'm just going to get on with it. Another thing that I had, which of course was okay during, I had a massive brain fog of just, uh, I felt like a bit of my brain had gone on yeah
0: and again in the pandemic I mean I don't know because I had a newborn baby in the beginning of the pandemic so that's what I think everybody was in that sort of this is the thing yeah yeah, and I I think a lot of people like because it was such a collectively stressful experience Hmm. um I think probably a lot of people might have felt like oh I can't think straight or yeah whatever so I was just and when I got back to work
1: I had had um, I got I got COVID and then I subsequently had long COVID. So I had long COVID coming this way and the menopause coming this way. And I felt like one of those you know those women on the on those old black and white films that were tied to a railway track. Oh gosh. Uh, by some you know the
0: train coming and like dictatorly
1: villain. And uh, I was you know there were two trains coming at me and they were going to the it was going to be the end. Um, so I didn't I I felt uh i felt quite depressed about the whole thing um and i mean the pandemic my husband and kids uh they're all men and they the pandemic was absolutely fine for them because they had their computers their little world mm. uh for me uh because for all of us you know going out and being with people is yeah. our daily bread it just i think it made me even more mad than
0: i mm. uh, than i'd been to start with
1: um, so again
0: i think you know, it's great that your doctor listened to you, and yeah. didn't say, "Oh no, no, it's just the pandemic making you feel a bit depressed." Because mm. this is something as well that I've heard is that when a, when women go to the um, go to a GP, they're often um, misdiagnosed with depression.
1: Yeah, yes, i heard that a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is quite dangerous, really, because. Taking antidepressants is not going to help your hormones, is it? No, so.
1: it, and it's just
0: going to just return you into a bit of a zombie. And, mm, you know, for I'll no reason as well. And then you're taking something you don't need to take, that your brain doesn't need. It needs something completely yeah. different. Um, we've got some really good comments. So I'll have a quick look at the comments. I think, so starting with congratulations, which is on your retirement. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look fabulous and sound full of energy. I thought you'd <laughs> like to hear that one, Debs. Yeah. Um, it's good to ask the doctors if they have a menopause nurse or practitioner. Yeah, I think so. More and more clinics are hiring them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I've I've got no idea. I've not, you know, I've not started down this path. Um, like I say, it's something I'm expecting to do over the next few years. But, yeah, it's, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. What my, I have to say my GP is pretty good. My GP practice is pretty good for most yeah. things um so i don't know maybe maybe i'll be i'll be one of the lucky ones as a someone else said there's a checklist you can print off with possible symptoms etc so sometimes going to the doctor's arm with this can help and there's yeah. an app as well called balance i don't know if you've heard of this app which is is it doctor i want to call her louise johnson but i'll check i'm just making a note to i'll link to it in the show notes yeah and on the balance app you can fit, like you can fill in your symptoms as and when you have them throughout your cycle um, yeah so then you've got a clear idea of like when certain things are happening during your cycle and then it, 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 i guess it's easier to link to your hormones i've been doing some research for this so. <laughs> that's what i found out for that <laughs> um but yes i mean yeah that's that kind of thing it is amazing i mean it's it's almost just frustrating that you like you have to collect evidence before you go to the doctor, but I don't know, it's always a way, isn't it? And then, quite a few people say, so then people talk about brain fog. So, brain fog definitely the most debil- debilitating symptom. I find brain fog worse now post pandemic. That's yeah. interesting. Brain fog definitely not good when you have millions of things to do or remember as a teacher. So, this is the thing, and this is why I thought you know everyone's talking about the menopause as you say from Davina to Mariella to not Madonna uh, but yeah but specifically as a teacher I think there are extra struggles and there are there are difficult things because I mean I, on the other end of the scale I remember when I was in my 20s and I was teaching shouldn't tell you this steps because you were my head of department at the time but like <laughs> you'd go out maybe have a few drinks and the next day you'd feel a bit hungover and it was the worst thing ever. And I remember other friends of mine who worked in offices were like, oh, yeah, I just stick my earphones in, just, like, switch off, just sit at my computer. And I'm like, yeah, you can't. I mean, to be fair, I don't think I ever, you know, I don't think I did go into work with a hangover very often. Did a couple of times. <laughs> and I then would, you learn.
1: I would also tell the kids, I've got a, I've got a bit of a foggy head, so if you wouldn't mind. And one of them once said to me, Miss, oh, have you got a hangover? And I went... Oh do you know I only had a little glass. That was when I was a much younger teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that. No, I couldn't. Just couldn't.
0: No. I mean, I can't with a toddler. Good lord. Uh okay, so let's go back to the comments. I believe you can request blood tests. Yeah, yeah I again, have. Again, I read that I don't know, sometimes blood tests can be a bit useless. I'm not really sure. Louise J does. So is that Louise? Yeah, it is Louise Johnson, isn't it? She does podcasts as well. Yes, I think. Oh, Louise Newsom. I really need. I need to get a name right, don't I? I will link to her and her app and her podcast in the show notes, so we've got the the right person and the right name. But she's doing absolutely amazing work, actually. Um, brain fog so bad, I turned up for my appraisal on the wrong day. Oh, good lord, bless you. Yeah, I can imagine that. So, yeah, brain fog. I, I think when you're teaching, must be so hard. Um, oh and another comment here this is yeah so this is responding to what I just said I'm a career changer and would say teaching is very different far more draining and no opportunity for downtime and that's why I think if you are going through you know perimenopause into the menopause and you've got to remember so many things and you've got to be so on it all the time haven't you it must just add that extra layer of difficulty And it's already a very difficult job yeah
1: and I think, I mean, when I went and I had a chat with one of my managers, uh, they they, they sort of let me have a chat with a female uh, senior team member. And um, she sat and she was, she was considerably younger than me, but she did lots of tilting, oh, tilting head, are you all right? Oh, And lots of sympathy, sympathetic noises. And then when I told her what I had been going through in terms of the the sweating and the hot flushes and the flushes flashes i don't know what they are but the whole kind of the, the heat inside you and your burning face and you know you're having to go to the toilet all the time and i made a joke about stocking up on the tenor lady and uh, she pulled her face and it was like this Ugh. and i just thought i thought maybe she wasn't aware that she'd pulled this face but i was just completely horrified um that she you know i just thought Oh, come on, get your get your empathy shoes on here. Yeah. Um, I don't- yeah,
0: she'll, be, she'll be going through it one day and then she'll be like- hmm. I just thought, just wait. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Huh? it will suddenly click and she'll be like- yeah.
1: But um, and I had another friend at work who uh, is in her late fifties and uh, is post-menopausal. And uh, she said, oh, do you know, it was fine. I just got through, it was absolutely fine. And I thought, we were so lucky. You're so lucky. But, um, you know, for for a lot of people, it's it's really, really difficult. And um, I gave my uh, uh, she wasn't my boss, but she was one, a member of senior team. I gave her the booklet that uh, that uh, of recommendations from the union because I said, you know, read this. And, you know, if you can formulate some policy, happy to be the poster girl for the menopause. And of course, that came to absolutely nothing because yeah so
0: that was one of the questions like yeah
1: more and then it was just that was put to one side because of course it doesn't I mean yes it doesn't affect everybody in the workplace but there's I mean I you know we have a I'd say there's a good 10 percent of women over 40 who are either perimenopausal menopausal or indeed postmenopausal. so you know we're there and um one of the things that I that I did uh, when we were back in, in this, into the workplace and teaching is I told the kids and I told them from year seven to year 13. This is what's happening to me. This is what it's called. It happens to it happens in a to a greater or lesser degree to to all women. So, you know, it'll be happening to people in your families and it's called the menopause. And it means I have to have the windows open all the time and it means I have to have. The fan on me at all times. It means that one of you is going to have to go run downstairs and, and and fill up my water bottle for me. So of course, I think knowing that they've all been really, they've they've all really rallied. I think the kids were were pretty good. They were, well, oh, Miss, can I carry your books? Miss, can I push your trolley? Because we were we were in bubbles and we were mo- We were moving. Oh, of course, yeah, I when we were moving
0: around. And yeah. Menopause
1: and long COVID. I didn't know which way was up, and ev- all the kids were just being really helpful because. Oh, her poor Mrs. Young. She doesn't know which way is up. You know, And then, of course, they were really good at distracting me in lesson. I'd go, so where was I? What was I talking about? Um, well Miss, you were just saying that you were going to put a film on for us and we were going to watch that. And I said, I'm sure we were doing the subjunctive. Was it? Ooh. so, you know, I mean, I have my PowerPoint and all that stuff there, but I would just. Sure i try anything right there. <laughs> I would just lose it. And I would just go, I don't know what I'm doing. But I would, you know, I mean, if you've been teaching long enough, you can just go, right, okay, let's do a verb here. This is a good one. You'll love this. And, uh, you know, I, and I thought, I actually thought the kids were more sympathetic than the senior team.
0: Uh, because, like a lot of schools, most of our senior team are men. And they, they. Well, again, so we have had a question in the chat as well. How are the men at everyone's work?
1: They're just, you know, the men are a little bit, you tell them. And uh, I think the men who have wives who are, or girlfriends or partners who are of an age, mm. are very understanding. I've got one friend, uh, um, and I've, I've got more than one friend, but I've got this friend, um, and he's uh, his wife is in her late forties. And he said, oh, the, the, you know, Hannah's going through the same thing. And I understand. And he's very sympathetic. He's quite a, he's quite an empathetic man anyway. And we uh, And we're friends. And uh, But there are other men who uh, I had a boss a few years ago when all this was happening, who just, who would, as soon as I said any kind of, there, there were a handful of trigger words like um, bleeding, um, the toilet, afterwards the toilet, tell a lady. And uh, um, I almost played a little bit of bingo with him, like what? <laughs> What, yeah, would, what would running the quickest, <laughs> and it was just the menopause word. He would just go, "Oh, I've got stuff, got photocopying I need to pick up from yeah. um from uh, Inverness," and off he would go. Um, and he say, oh, it was it quite amusing. And I, you know, I yeah, I didn't like to take the mickey the pure man too much, but I would just thought. No, I'm going to say because I remember he said um we were doing a book look um uh, at the end of the day, and I'd uh, come from another class, and I realized that I. I was bleeding again, and I I bled through my dress, and it was one of the kids who told me, she said, oh, goodness, mm-hmm. oh Miss, oh, miss, you've got something on your dress, oh, miss, are you all right, do you need anything, she was absolutely delightful, and she said, listen, miss, here's my jumper, put my jumper around your waist, and you'll be fine till you get home, and you can bring it back to me tomorrow, and it's fine, so and uh, was just, this was a, a year 11 girl, and I just, I'll never forget, I just, how nice it was. She said, "Almost, oh, do you not mind that I've told you? And I said, No, of course I don't. And she said, because I know you'd tell me as well if it was happening to me. Oh, and oh, it was yeah. like, it was that sort of like, you know, oh, this happens to us and we are women, and that's that's nice. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I went to my booklook and said, listen, I'm gonna have to go home uh because I've bled through my dress. So uh, he was like, Oh, oh, are you are you sure? And I went, I was like, do you want to see? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Because I thought, come on, I'm not showing you, you know. Oh. And he was just, and then he went, oh, oh, he realised he just sort of thought. I mean, I thought, I think people have probably played that trick on him before. Of, oh, I've got to go to the dentist. Oh, my leg has fallen off, or <laughs> you know, just to get out of doing something after school. But uh, he said, oh, no, 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 that's fine, fine. Off you go, off you go. And I thought, mm, he probably won't, he won't expect me to in tomorrow because I'll be, you know, all at home, just bleeding, bleeding my life away. But I did. I came back the next day with the uh, with the freshly uh, laundered jumper for this girl who said, oh, miss, you didn't need to wash. It was fine. My mama put that, in, you know, isn't it? And it was just so nice that... And actually, some, some of the boys have been pretty cool about it as well. So definitely, the youngsters have...
0: Well, I was just going to say, do you think it's a bit of a generational thing? Yeah,
1: probably, think? yeah. I mean, I know when it was happening to my mum, she was just, she was more, she was like, oh, no, no, oh, this is, you know, it's the change or the change. And I'm Change, just like, oh, you know,
0: I was thinking, what I, is the euphemism that people use? Yeah, I'm
1: going through the change and I just thought I was sort of waiting for her to morph into some sort of alien and she was just, <laughs> she was just a bit grumpy and, you know, and, uh uh i've put i've put weight on around my middle i put weight and that's because you know i just go oh do you know i'll just treat myself some chocolate or chips or Mm. things that begin with ch chocolate chips cheese anything like that and um yeah and i don't run around as much because i'm not uh, as young and fit as i was i ever young and fit i know probably not but But
0: i I think i was for a year
1: you know i went over to the gym the other day um Primarily to have a shower because the the, our shower at home is not working. So, uh, but I thought, you know, I better, I can't go straight to the showers. Um, not that I'm afraid of what people will say because people in our local gym, which is just across the road, is very friendly and people are very nice. Um, but I thought I'll do some rowing on the rowing machine. That will that will um, <laughs> give me a flat stomach within minutes. Um, it obviously didn't, but um, I felt all right about it. So I'll carry on doing that. Um and I just think, you know, in terms of, um, I had a friend who was telling me. She said, "Oh God, you know, I'm finding that my pants are getting too tight for me." And uh, she said, oh, she just said, "You know what? I'm, I know there's, I know the remedy to that is just buy bigger pants." And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's where we are. Uh, is the you're yeah. elastic? Yeah you know you just you know, buy bigger clothes so this these pajamas that I bought I bought them in Sainsbury's today when I did the big shop because I thought well oh, they look nice and uh, I'm a size 16 so I pulled down a size 16 I've got them home and they're a size 18 and I thought oh well I just you know they're very loose they're yeah. very nice. yeah. I'm not I'm not taking them back yeah so it's still you know you kind of also after all fashion you've you kind of get into your groove and you just think, this is the pace that I'm working at now. Mm. This is what I'm doing. I am not taking work home with me because, I'm like, oh, I did something. Oh, I did something terrible a few weeks ago. I um, no, it was last year, actually, a few weeks ago. I was taking some books home and I put them on the roof. No, I didn't put them on the roof of my car. I put them on the ground in the car park. And I opened the boot and I, you know, I poked around in the boot at, for my, you know, bags for life and all that kind of thing. And then I closed the boot and I got into my car and I drove off and I left those books in the car park over the weekend. And I got back on Monday and they were just saturated
0: because they wasn't
1: raining. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think it'd been raining. It was just dew. And, uh, uh, and I gave them back to the kids and I said, this is what has happened to your books. And they went, Oh, we just will just stick them on the radiator and they'll be fine, or whatever. Oh, um, so I've got a whole set of books that are damp,
0: <laughs> a little bit scruffy, and then they get they go kind of like wavy. The pages, yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, like when you used to spill your orange juice in your in your school bag, and your your book would be all sort of crusty. So, but I do you know I think people are pretty. I'm pretty open about life and what's happening to me, and what's going on with me, and uh, and I think the kids have been pretty good at understanding and most people at work it does it's some of the younger men it does embarrass them and uh I'd lost my I'd lost my keys or oh, somebody stole them and one of the keys was to the disabled toilet which and I said oh, yeah, I do need that I knew do need to be able to get to the toilet and I said to the the caretaker had said to me in the staff room no we're not replacing any keys you that's not you've had it you've lost your keys and I said I said, oh, Nigel, I'm a menopausal woman. I said, I will murder people to be able to get to the toilet when I need to. You have got to give me a key. And uh, anyway, I think I probably shamed him into just giving me another key and saying, Jesus, just take the key and shut the uh, yeah.
0: I know but um, in some ways you, you can kind of use it like to your advantage. <laughs>
1: well, yes. I mean, this is the thing is I, I was talking to a, a lawyer friend of mine. He's an employment lawyer. And he was talking about menopause being a
0: protected characteristic. uh, What do you mean, like ageism, racism? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that Uh, kind of thing is actually one of those protected Uh, stuff
1: that you can't help. Um, However, more recently, I don't know if uh, people have heard Kemi Badenoch uh, talking about menopause and saying, you know, that almost she didn't quite say it doesn't exist, but it's not a problem. And of course, if you're what she's a woman in her 30s, yeah, for her, it doesn't exist, but she compared. Having the menopause to being like she said, oh well, if we make that a protected characteristic, it's a protected characteristic not in in itself, but because it falls under ageism and sexism. Yeah. Um, but she said, well, if we make it a protected characteristic on its own, that's like saying people with ginger hair should have a protected characteristic. And I thought, well, maybe they should actually because. Um, Maybe they're discriminated against, who knows but I, didn't, I didn't think you know she was another person speaking from no experience and just yeah. um, you know, I have no time for her anyway, but um I, I think you know I'm having given the, the booklet of recommendations to my school, and nothing's been done
0: nothing yeah so that's what I was going to ask you as well is there anything in place at all at your school
1: there isn't um and I think you know uh that women should all have uh access to toilet facilities which you know I mean as teachers oh well that's the dream you know because people go can you not go to toilet when you need to no you don't you have to hang on and you know. know there was at one point when I I thought I am just going to have to uh, and I, was, I said, I, I said to this 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 woman who'd been talking to me and I said, am I just gonna have to stock up antenna lady and sit in a puddle of my own making? Um, because that's, and she was, she was, you know she was rightfully horrified. I said, I need to be able to go to the toilet when I need to be able to go to the toilet. And that means having somebody on hand to come in and sit with my kids. And you know, I'm quite happy to say to the kids, oh, it's me, I need a wee again. And but that access is, is isn't there. I mean, I've coped all right, but you know, as soon as the like today, I had a duty, the bell went. Uh, I thought, right, do the duty, go to the toilet. And I thought, it, I'm going to the toilet. Um, and I had to be late for the duty. I'll probably get
0: my knuckles wrapped tomorrow, but it doesn't, yeah, I, mean, oh, I think because I've been out of it for so long, like that to me it just seems like I don't know, like you go to the toilet if you need to go to the toilet, yeah, like. I mean, you, but I was I was thinking like I wonder what it would be like for pregnant women as well because you need to go to the toilet all the time when you're pregnant. Mm. Um, you, when, you know, they do put things into place. Like they will, uh, the,
1: the the pregnant women get the toilet keys and they get um they get special amendments made so they'll have uh, a little you know they're oh they're allowed to sit down when they teach. Now I was uh, observed a while back um, teaching A level. And I have, uh, how many in my class? I've got about eight kids in my A-level Spanish class. And I sit down, they sit down. None of us are moving around. And one of the comments on the feedback was, you need to move around the class a bit more.
0: Why, when you've got eight, um, a- would be like, you know, like when you're at university and you sit around in a seminar. That's how I think of A-level yeah. language classes. Yeah, That's always you know. so small.
1: Um, but you said, you know, you're not giving them you know, I wasn't giving them enough written feedback. I've got, you know, half of them are native speakers. And, uh, you know, I I'd give them feedback in a different way. But, you know, they, they, this was this was a maths teacher. And I thought, yeah. I just nodded and smiled and went, thank you for that. Actually, do you know what? I don't even think I said thank you because I thought, no. Yeah, I didn't say thank you. I just said, oh, OK, noted. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: thanks Put that on a list of things that oh, I'm not saying any I kind of don't. Like, want to. I remember the number of times when you well, you like you'd have an observation, and the especially if it's a non-linguist, and yeah. the only thing they'll say is well, you could use some more target language. <laughs> That's the only thing they. Oh, oh wow! And I remember saying to somebody, it was either someone on one of my courses or someone on social media a couple of years ago, saying, "Oh, I don't know what to do about." target language and and I said do you know what if that's the comment you're getting that means your lesson's really good because that's the only thing that they've noticed that they can comment on Um, it's like yeah they don't know what else to say so in in terms of moving
1: around the classroom also during COVID, when we were back in the school again, mm-hmm. I didn't want to get too close to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't want to get too close to me. And I didn't I didn't wear a mask when I was teaching because I just thought I, it was uncomfortable and I, I was muffled and they needed to see me. So I stood up at the front of the club. Where I, I've got a really big classroom and I sit at the front. I can see everybody from where, from my vantage point. And yeah, yeah, I know the I know the kids who are gonna hide, but I don't need yeah. to be uh because the walking around, the walking around is tiring. And I think what 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 senior senior staff should remember is and I, and they don't, it's just like so everybody gets this massive low workload. And when you're you know when you're in your twenties, you can bounce around and you can do all of this. I can't do it anyway. I, I sat down to do some marking today because I was feeling virtuous. And uh, I marked about, I don't know, 10 year seven books. And then I just thought, oh, God, I'm knackered. I'm not, not only knackered, I'm bored of this as well. So I would said to them, I said, I've marked some of your books, but not all of them. The others will be done in due course. And they will laughing. Your
0: hand's not hurt as well these days. I can't write anything without my hand just really aching. Literally, like, yes, two I mean, sentences. I'm like, oh. You know, written feedback. It's just. Oh, it's just for the sake of Ofsted or somebody to look and, at.
1: You know, you you and I, you're left-handed, aren't you? I am, yeah. I'm left-handed. Oh, God, one of the kids today said, Miss, you know you live 10 years l- uh, you live 10 years less than everybody else. And I said, Thank you for that. I'll
0: well, I've people. I'll
1: uh, I'll take that. I'll take that, I'll retire, and then I'll probably just die a few minutes after I've retired. But anyway, so uh, my handwriting's not the greatest. And I often find myself writing in the books. Uh, please sort out your handwriting, it's illegible. And the kid will come up to me and go, Miss, what have, you written? What, what have you written? I can't read it. And I just think, this is all nonsense. This oh, is all really is. I will, you know, I'd rather tell them. But again, I mean that sort of links back to um, fatigue, and uh, so in terms of you know making space for staff to to take rest and to actually encourage staff to take rest, because I know well being is the big the big word at the moment, and and you know it's like oh god here here's some biscuits for at break time, and you know here's a yoga class, and and that's that's not that's not looking after staff
0: well-being um, I do remember the school that we worked at together I'm mm-hmm. sure they, we got like cake in the store oh, yes we got we got cake at
1: break time I mean it's one of the reasons that I'm carrying as much weight as I am yeah. so that cake. I know, was but like, it was like
0: like being able to go down to the staff room and have a cup of
1: tea it was a cake
0: it was every day
1: it was every day there I'm was just they, ideal is it they, they would come in with two big tray bags full of Yes. sponge
0: cake or whatever and then oh we- but I remember like if I had an outdoor duty in the winter um they were so lovely I would like run into the staff room and they'd have a cup of tea ready for me and I'd take mm. it outside and he's like oh I've got my cup of tea but I've got my outside duty which is really nice yeah So I'm um, just I- I thinking though so all of this I think it feeds into a bigger question mm. a bigger issue in teaching um mm. of a couple of things in that number one, teaching is a very, very female-dominated profession, but somehow quite a lot of issues, like female women's problems, female, you know, issues that only affect females are, I don't know, not catered for very well. Yeah. Also, what you're talking about about, you know, as you're getting older, and this is related to menopause and lots of things like that as well, huh. is that it's you know people stop teaching younger and younger and younger hmm. because and is it because it is just so exhausting and it doesn't fit in with having a family and getting older and going through the menopause and all these kind of things that happen to women as we get older um and is it just going to get worse and worse
1: well it's just not going to get any better unless something is done about workload and you know i mean we're coming up to doing a few more strikes this isn't really about pay. Um, it's certainly for me. I mean, I, I'm at the, uh, I'm a, on UPS three, and I have a, I have a handful of TLR thrown at me. So for me, it's not about pay. It's about, it's about the workload. And for a woman in menopause, mm. um, it's so much harder. And you're, and 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 a lot of us are made to feel that we are a bit useless.
0: Or well, you're forced almost to go part-time to make it a I did. manageable job. I, did. I, mean, I considered going part-time before I just left um, altogether. I considered going part-time. And this was before, you know, before I had a kid. Yeah. I, just, I was just like, maybe I can only do three days a week. Yeah. And I was in my mid-30s.
1: So, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky job to do. And, I mean, you know, maybe I'm not the finest example because here I
0: am on the verge of retirement. Um, but equally you stuck it out for 26 years which I think a lot of people yeah I mean I didn't I did about five years then stopped for a year and did a master's and then did about another four or five years yeah now I've been doing this for nearly six it'll be six years oh the day that this podcast is going to come out so I'm gonna it's gonna be out properly as a podcast episode on the 1st of May and that's my like little anniversary marvellous I mean, I had a baby in between and a pandemic and stuff, so I don't, I don't know. You've made a person.
1: I mean, I had no career breaks um, at all. It was full on. And, you know, talking to some of the younger teachers about what it was like, even talking to some students who are thinking about becoming teachers. And I was just, you know, I remember my NQT year um, at ADT College. And it was just, it was great. It was um You know, I'm not saying we join, you know, we could become teachers because we want all the holidays and it's a real holiday camp. But there was a much more, there was a much more collegiate feeling of, oh, it was just so much nicer. And the kids, the kids were, you know, equally as horrid and naughty and whatever. But, you know, they all, they got their GCSEs and we got them through it. I think schools should be doing more, especially, you know, Mm -hmm. if, if, you know, we have got this recruitment crisis. Uh, so your, your women at the other end, uh, the elderly ladies like myself, are all going to just slush off and yes. not be replaced. So, you know, I mean, is this the government's big plan is just to, you know, get everybody learning online? And I don't know if I find it all a bit, I find it all a bit just disheartening. And I, it's a profession that I have loved and that I have, you know, been honoured to be a teacher and you know, like today when I was writing my resignation letter, I just thought, oh God, I feel sad. I feel quite sad that I would, you know, miss this um this familiarity and this kind of this camaraderie that we have at school. Um yeah. and even though, you know, my my, my colleagues are just like green. When I went, I, I when I went to tell the, the the head teacher and I said, Oh, well, you know, like by June I won't have a mortgage because my husband is paying it off. And I just thought, oh, he's he's actually turning green. I can see it. Yeah,
0: I feel um, I can I can feel it round round my uh, chin uh, here. just wherever it, wherever it is that you you green with envy. He's, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like I've won the lot. I
1: feel like I've won a small lottery. You know, it's not. I'm not going to be you know keeping myself in diamonds and caviar, but you know it's going to be quite nice. And I will miss the teaching, but I won't miss the whole kind of. I won't miss anything that causes me to have that brain fog, and knowing that I don't have to think about four hundred different things all at once because we're all there and we're all juggling and we're all catering for so much need, whether it's our own needs, the needs of the kids around us, the needs of our department, the needs of you know some random child who's. You know, crying in the corridor because their knee hurts or something like that. So it's tough. It is tough, and and schools yeah. should definitely be doing more to uh, not to just
0: just to more to support menopausal women. And to, recognize- I think that you know, as a languages teacher, it's quite a good excuse if you can't remember, like if you don't know the vocab, if you can't remember a word, you're like, oh, well, I'm a bit men- menopausal, got a bit of brain fog, not sure what that one is. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> like oh, happily, let's do I happily dinner. throw that in. I, I just go well. I am a woman of a certain age, you know. Um, yeah, I can't for remember anything. That reason.
0: Yeah, I I tried to use a baby brain for a while, but yeah. I guess you know, you kind of that only lasted. A, a limited amount of time I think. Um, right we've got so many messages so let's have a have a little look through and see if there's um, any other points for discussion. So back to the brain fog thing I think this is where we stopped last time. Today I went to the car park and couldn't find my car and panicked but I had walked in and forgot oh gosh wow <laughs> at least you got some exercise i sat in a briefing once and looked around at people of similar ages to me then went and had chats with them individually over time it was the best thing and has led to sharing many funny stories and lots of collective eye rolling that's well but as we were saying if there are women you know in their 40s and 50s still in your school like so many i don't know what schools are like these days but how many um how many there are. Uh okay, uh, someone else saying windows wide open and children saying it's freezing. Do you know that reminds me though of, like in the pandemic when the advice was to keep the windows open? And I remember doing my online classes mm. and the teachers like the main topic of conversation because we quite often have a bit of a gossip at the end of, of the lessons or whatever. And they're just saying, Oh, my classrooms are freezing cold because we have to have the windows open and it's just absolutely awful. But that's different, like that was because of COVID, and this is menopause, so yeah. Um love the bingo idea. I forgot what oh yeah the things that make people scared. (laughs) A little bingo sheet. Oh yeah so if you've gone around all the different women in your school who you think yeah we're 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 all kind of around the same age all a bit perimenopausal menopausal right get a little bingo sheet or even all the women like what can you do to scare the men away? Just mention the word menstruation and they'll run a mile. Um someone else saying I agree kids are often far more genuinely caring than some other other colleagues. We only have one male teacher. Or oh, is this? I think this might be a primary school teacher. I secretly discuss the menopause with one other member of staff who is suffering. Just feel like it's taboo and uncomfortable just to discuss to discuss with younger staff. No policy relating to menopause. Um, yeah, I imagine. I don't know if it's different in primary schools and secondary schools actually, because there are so many more colleagues in a secondary school. So in a primary school, it's a small, it's a smaller pool yeah. and. I don't know, I look around primary schools and they do seem to be quite young, a lot of them. Um, so someone's saying they do have a policy now, which is really interesting. Uh, someone else has said, my uh, Matt has just created, um, sorry, people listening who don't know what Matt is, multi-academy trust, has just created a menopause policy, which I have to confess I haven't read yet, because one of the female heads has been really honest about how much she's struggling. Yeah, so that's good. And that's the thing, it's just like, like I was saying, I don't know if it's a generational thing or if it's just because a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, there are some prominent figures like Davina McCall who are talking about it and making it almost like more acceptable hmm. um, and that people can talk about it. There's still a hell of a lot of taboo subjects that I'm cons- I'm considering like, oh, what other kind of slightly taboo subjects could I could I do a bit of a, you know, podcast series on? But, um yeah. I think menopause is finally getting out there is something people are gonna talk about. Uh, we have one, which I'm, I'm assuming it's a policy, but I'm not sure it's helpful. It does outline the symptoms, but it doesn't say much more. Well, that's not hugely helpful, is it? I mean, I guess it's, it's a start, it's a start. Uh, the more we raise things at work, we will make it easier for our younger colleagues. I do love the idea of using humour and shocking the younger SLT with needing to go to the loo stories. I'm 52, and like you say, if I'm late for duty, so be it. I'll raise a policy if they complain. I'm sounding grumpy, but I'm really not. Menopause is maybe more mellow, if anything. There you go, yeah. And I do wonder, like, as you get more experience and you get to a certain age, you just think.
1: Yeah, I do think you just think, I don't care. Go on, you know, come at me with all you've got. I don't care. Mm.
0: Um, Because,
1: you know, I do feel a bit sort of more able to stand up for myself when, when like that.
0: Yeah, and that's probably where the, you know, menopause as an issue, as I was saying, like, there are, you know, other taboo issues um, that I think affect younger women. So what I'm thinking about, like fertility and infertility and stuff like that affecting younger women who perhaps don't feel that they can talk about it and stand up for themselves and, you know, actually be open about it. And maybe because not everybody goes through it. So I, I don't know. But with menopause, um, maybe if you are a bit older and you you know you are more experienced and you get to a point in life where you just go look this is what's happening I'm just gonna just gonna talk about it I like yeah this comment I think quite a lot of people probably agree with honestly I feel well being is just a tick box exercise That's yeah such a shame like, it, it is such a shame yeah it's like another thing on the list are we doing that like you say are we offering yoga whatever and then a bit of a discussion. <laughs> uh, What would your perfect well-being treat from work be? That's a good question. Day off? Oh, can you imagine a tea trolley visit whilst teaching? How amazing would that be? Yes. Well, better than a school that I worked in where we weren't even allowed to have a bottle of water in the classroom. We were not allowed drinks in the classroom. The kids weren't allowed drinks in the classroom. And I had colleagues who were told off. And actually, like colleagues who were pregnant and and pregnant or going through the menopause can't really be doing both um who needed water like if you are in your early stages of pregnancy and feeling sick all the time and water is one of the things that can kind of make you feel a bit better then you're going to have water in your classroom or if you're menopausal and you're having hot flushes and you're you yeah. know feeling thirsty all the time um yeah and the head was a you know a, a woman of an age like she was it wasn't like she was a thirty thirty 30 year old yeah i don't know it was a Anyway, a tea trolley, that'd be be lovely. I mean, I have that. If my my husband's working from home, it's quite nice. Get the old cup of tea while I'm working. Um, In my previous job, it was very, very notable that many more people were going part time, Mm. including many younger female colleagues without kids or caring responsibilities from third or fourth year teaching onwards, I would say. So, this is probably relating to what I was saying about I was considering going part time even before I had a family. Um, then a couple of men and then several men, still more women than men, but interesting that we're starting to be men too. That's really interesting. I don't know if that's men without kids or whatever. Um, my husband is currently working part-time well, four days a week and he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And I think it's, it's a great thing to be able to do if you, you know, if you can, and especially when you've got young children, but I don't know if you want a bit of a life like he's volunteering now a couple of, well, he does, it tends to be on a Sunday, but he can do that because he's got a three-day weekend. So, you know, he can volunteer on a Sunday a couple of times a month. And, yeah, it's, it's I don't know, it just means he can do more with your life, I think. And work's not that important. Well, our, our entire other podcast chat that we had was about, you know, I think I called it It's Just a Job. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that one, You <laughs> listen to that one because, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what we talked about. It? There's so many messages and people are, like typing more and more and more. Um, and part-time to so have to regroup ready for the next week and have zero responsibility apart from the classroom. My choice, but I do feel they get their money's worse because I'm part-time and so have more energy. Yeah, that's a I'm kind of like, yeah, weighing that one up. So, I have to go soon, but did want to recommend magnesium and zinc for bones, muscles or fatigue. Evening primrose oil for hot flushes. Cooling gel pads pop in the fridge for a couple of hours and in your pillowcase at night. I feel like that's just a really good tip for like when it's really hot in the summer as well. (laughs) Um, uh Interesting. And I would say, I mean, I don't know, like I say, I don't think I'm I'm reaching that just yet, but I do feel like hormonally throughout your cycle, sometimes you get a bit hot. So I'm going to make a note of that. That's a really good um, tip. I like that thank you for that. They don't make it all disappear, but they've helped manage my symptoms. I don't have HRT due to cancer issues. So I'm in a super gray area myself and these supplements have been great the last few months. And of course, we're talking about the menopause of people who are in their forties and fifties. Of course, there are plenty of people like this person who has had cancer and the cancer has basically brought on the menopause, either the cancer or the, the treatment for the cancer has brought on the menopause or people who have had to have hysterectomies at a young age and that brings it on I mean just like very quickly um although you're wow well, so if with the cancer issues can't have HRT I think after hysterectomy it's probably one of the one of the situations where it probably is easier to get HRT because because it happens so rapidly I think um yeah and then this is a response to your retirement. I think you'll miss the children because we laugh every day and there's not many jobs where you do that. That is so true. Enjoy your well-earned retirement. Enjoy your retirement. I have to go now. I think we're, I think we're winding up Debs. I think I have to go now. Thank you so much for your an honest and helpful conversation. Best of luck with your retirement. I also have to go now. Thank you so much for a really honest chat. It's reassuring to see I'm not the only one struggling with symptoms and trying to juggle full-time teaching. Have a wonderful retirement rather than envious. Lots of laughing tonight. so important to keep your sense of humour about the whole menopause shenanigans. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I was hoping to have. And I, that's why I thought you'd be the perfect person to have this conversation with Debbie, <laughs> because I knew that it would be funny as well as raising a really important issue. Oh,
1: I'm glad. I mean, one of the things that I do plan to do uh, in my retirement is to uh, resume uh, my stand-up comedy. I love this. Uh, career? It's not a career. I'm not going to make any money out of it. And you won't... You won't be seeing me live at the Apollo anytime soon, but um, I yes, I will. I will do sort of little open mic evenings and and uh, a bit of gigging here and there because I enjoy it. And I think you know a lot of stand up comedians are ex teachers, and that's yeah. the whole kind of like I can stand up, I can talk to people, and I can. Um, I I don't want to teach some irregular verbs anymore, but I can make them laugh at a funny story. Yeah, feel...
0: definitely. There are loads of comedians who are ex-teachers. It yeah. must be something about, yeah, like you say, standing up and almost, I mean, you're performing for hours a day. So.
1: Absolutely. Because uh, I did my little gig uh, last week in the comedy store. And my husband said, uh, he said, oh, you, you have a presence, don't you? You got on that stage and you own the room. And I thought, yes thank you for that um so that that might be my sort of like I've got hormone replacement then maybe I can have classroom replacement uh therapy which will be the uh you know the standing up and uh you know and I sometimes I do find myself saying to somebody in the audience could you just sit down please could you just, or I will have to move you but because-
0: do you tell them that you that you were a teacher oh yes they? I think yeah. it, sometimes
1: it's really obvious because I you know I say you know by by day, I'm a teacher. By night, by, by night, I'm a screaming menopausal harpy, uh, which usually gets a few laughs from the people who understand what I'm talking about. But yeah, you know, just when I, when I was, you know, in the full throes before the HRT, I, I was just angry all the time. And that's because my body was, was with buds on fire, um, because I would make anybody angry. So, yeah, I, HRT has worked for me and I think whatever works for you, if it's supplements for yeah, yeah. it, I, I rattle in the morning, I take calcium and, uh, glucose and sulfate and cod liver oil. So, I'm, you know, and I did, I was during the menopause, I was taking calms, um, and I was the lavender ones before, before, uh, my gig last week, I took a few just to uh, calm my nerves and, uh, the lavender ones, if you burp, you, you have a lavender sensation in your face. <laughs> And uh I just thought, oh, this is very old lady. This is ooh, lavender. Uh but it's not unpleasant. It's just a little bit unusual. And they and for me, they worked. And I think if it works for you, do it. You know, buy bigger clothes, have eat what you need to keep you happy. And uh, you know, yes, do some exercise, go to the gym, not just to have a shower.
0: <laughs> yeah. So well, we could probably sit and chat and put the world to rights forever Mm -hmm. Um, I think a few people have have left us but thank you so much for joining us everybody, thank you So thank you so much Debs
1: no no problems, I thoroughly
0: enjoy it you know I do like the sound of my own voice (laughs) so there you go my chat with Debs about all things menopause related, teaching whilst being perimenopausal and menopausal and lots of giggles and yeah I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did Um, it kind of stopped a bit abruptly there because we did actually carry on talking for a while longer about things that weren't relevant to the topic we just we just carried on chatting because we do love a good gossip so yeah and hopefully I'm going to have her on the podcast again in the future maybe when she's retired and a lady of leisure and she's got lots and lots of time to come and chat and again put the world to rights with me and talk about all sorts of really important teaching related things so I did enjoy doing a live podcast recording I gotta say I really really enjoyed it and I love the feedback that we got from the people who are watching and the comments and all that kind of thing. So I am actually thinking of doing another one very very soon on the 23rd of May and this one's going to be about teaching when you have a family in particular a young family and I've got three people lined up now who are going to come and so it's going to be more almost like a panel discussion this time and they're going to come and join us and we're going to have a chat about what life is like when you are a parent and a teacher. Again that's going to be free to join if you're interested in joining us live on the Zoom and giving us your your thoughts and experiences and opinions about life as a teacher and a parent then it will be available for you to sign up on my website it's in the online courses section in the cpd section and as i say it'll be free of charge and it'll be great to see lots and lots of people there so i will hopefully see you there before that though i will be back next week with the next episode of my podcast so i will see you then au revoir au in adios bye